Welcome to San Diego News Fix, the backstory, where we give you a behind the scenes look at our industry and what's happening in our newsroom. I'm Luis Cruz. The Union Tribune was recently honored with a number of regional and national awards, including receiving top honors from the Society for Features Journalism for our arts and culture section. Joining me today to talk about the award-winning work from our colleagues is arts and entertainment editor, Michael James Rocha, photo and video director, Sam Hodson, and we begin with editor and publisher, Jeff Light. Jeff? Okay, thank you, Luis. Uh, Michael Rocha, let's start with, uh, with you and your group. Uh, uh, you've won a national award for, uh, for your arts and entertainment section, I think for the second year in a row. Right. And uh, I, I think um, in a couple of the last uh, four or five years, you've also uh, won the, uh, the best uh, entertainment coverage uh, in the state of California. So that, that's some pretty impressive stuff. Tell, just give me a little bit of uh, a description of uh, this year's uh, 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 recognition, uh, what it was for, and, uh, and uh, yeah. So this year we entered five different sections from 2021 and two of them were notable in that they were deep dives into the community where we looked at the arts uh, community and how they're affected both by the uh, pandemic and also by the um, equity uh, debates in the arts. So one of them was in March where we talked to musicians uh, and talked to them about their last gig uh, right before the shutdown of 2020, what were they doing and how have they uh, weathered the storm uh, since that shutdown? And then the second one, uh, a lot of the local arts groups, specifically theater groups, looked at how uh, their organizations were dealing with equity. So many of them uh, created um, uh, equity and inclusion clauses and mission statements in the last year. So late last year, we looked at that to, to really take a deeper dive into what each of those theaters are doing, how they're doing, uh, how they're doing it. And then we spoke to the people affected by those decisions. Yeah, I do. You know, I think that uh, the pandemic, for instance, really challenged uh, the arts community and the arts journalism community. And um, the response by your group, I thought, was was really special in, in that we were able to move suddenly past uh, a coverage of um, uh, arts events and performances uh, to a discussion about the, the mission, the people, uh, about the idea of being an artist. Uh, and, and I think that has really propelled uh, your work to another level. Yeah, one of the things that I have tried to do with the arts group and the arts coverage is really pierce through that uh, wall where we cover everything through the organization. We uh, There are people behind those organizations and people under kind of on the street level, so to speak. So one of the goals that we started to uh, work on several years ago, and it really came to fruition in 2020 when we did our um, uh, series, three-part series on how people are affected by the pandemic, um, was really got down to the 
people aspect of the arts um, and, and looking at it from their perspective. And we were pleasantly surprised at how honest they were with mm-hmm. what, how, what they were going through and how they were coping. Um, we didn't realize that they would be that open, that they would show us their pocketbooks, uh, how much money they were not making, yeah. uh, you know, how their lives were affected. So that's been an eye-opening experience is that they will let us in if we knock on their doors. Yeah. And I also feel like uh, in the business of usual before the pandemic, uh, particularly in the performing arts, uh, the stakes are so high and the level of commitment is so high for the organization, uh, for the actors, for the support cast to make their production succeed that in their interactions with us, the framework is all about, hey, we've got this uh, uh, this performance and we're very focused on succeeding with this performance. And uh, and uh, uh, we, we are carrying an expectation or expressing a expectation that uh, that your work will help our performance succeed, right? That it all became about could you do a feature on the performance? Could you review the performance? And um, uh, we don't really have room for getting off that track because that's what sustains the arts, right? Let's all stay on board. And I feel like the, by throwing things up in the air, we really discovered a new a new way of uh, talking about things. Yeah, we um, without the without performances happening in 2020 in early 2021, a lot of the people behind the scenes really, it was up to them to continue their livelihood and figure out a way how they were going to continue their careers. And that's when we found them at their most vulnerable, but also at their most um, honest, um, you know, where they were willing to really let us into their lives. Yeah, a real turn in the journalism, I think. So uh, Sam Hudson, let's... uh, uh, um Let's talk about your group, uh, the the photography uh, report from the Union Tribune was named the the best among the large papers in California this year. Pretty uh, pretty remarkable achievement, I, I think, it, in particular because of the size of your group. I think you've got uh, eight uh, photojournalists on your staff. Um, so talk to me a little bit about um, the, the task as you see it. Yeah. So, uh, yes, around eight photojournalists on staff fluctuates a little if some of them take on other tasks throughout the day and some of them are working on video. Um, Then we have about 20 other uh, contributors that we use from around the county as well. And some of their work was featured in the portfolio that we entered. Uh, Ultimately, what we did is we distilled our entire year down to 20 pictures, which is no uh, simple task, but it's it's pretty remarkable when you look at it all at the end. And I actually think that the success of it, which comes entirely from the photographers out in the field, is just what Michael was talking about, which is we we accessed real people. 19 of the 20 pictures have people in them. One of them was underwater, uh, shot by freelancer Sandy Huffaker, uh, showing uh, two seals appearing to give each other a little smooch under the water. But uh, but the other 19 have people in them. And I think the success of this group is like, they're the, they are more than anyone, the people pounding the pavement out, meeting the people of San Diego every day and uh, understanding their worlds. 
uh, and painting a portrait for the rest of San Diego about what the community looks like. Uh, ideally, when we are when we are at our best, the front page of the newspaper and the Union Tribune is holding a mirror up to San Diego, and uh, and the photojournalists play a really key role in that. So. Uh, to see the judges recognize it, I, I think that it was a recognition that uh, that those photographers really were in touch with community and in touch with the real people who make San Diego tick. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, the nature of photography, you, you need to be on the spot and seeing it when it's happening. So it's all about uh, understanding uh, how things are going to play out, understanding what the right perspective is, where to be, and where the opportunity is going to be, right? So just tell me a little bit, Sam, about, you know, this idea of excellence in journalism. Uh, judging, pretty subjective judgment, best photojournalism in California. Uh, uh, what, what would be your criteria in making that judgment? Yeah, I, I would want to see how in touch the the newspaper seemed with the world around it, uh, and I think that you can see that in in, in the pictures. Um, uh, and and it and it comes from you can almost see the time put into the pictures because the pictures aren't just about what the photographer has accomplished that day. You can see the the institution behind it as well. You can see all the work that's gone into it. So I was talking to one of the photographers the other day, and he goes, when I get out to assignment, I tell people, you don't understand how much it took for me to be here taking this photo today. It took, you know, reporters spending years developing their beats to understand uh, why I should be here today. It took editors collaborating. Uh, and then it took me coming out here. And then I'm going to bust my butt to get the pictures out and get them in time for a newspaper to be printed tomorrow. Uh, and and all of that. So when you see the pictures, you can kind of see all of that work behind it just because of sort of uh, the depth and the layers and the textures in the picture. You can tell that the photographer has been put in the right place at the right time, because that's ultimately what they're, what, when they're successful is when there's something interesting happening in front of them. It's all photography is, is, uh, is walking around and hoping that something interesting happens in front of you. So when you have the power of the institution behind you, that tells you where the interesting things are going to happen all the time. And that's really well informed about that. Uh, you can see it and feel it in the pictures, and that's sort of what excellence is to me in a newspaper or photo department. Yeah, it's it's a good uh, it's a good uh, award to get because I do think it speaks of the ability to uh, find the moments of greatest consequence in the community every day and be there. That's a pretty critical uh, capability, uh, Michael. Your your thoughts on excellence in uh, in arts journalism? Yeah. Um, when I first arrived in the arts area of the Union Tribune, I did not see the San Diego that I see, that I saw, that I experienced. So my goal has always been to really make the arts coverage, both in print and online, a reflection of what the arts community looks like. And that starts with diversity. So whenever we have a project, and we have several during the year, the filter that I use is, is this really a reflection 
of the arts community in all its aspects. So if uh, I, I often will step back and look at what we're doing a few weeks before it's published, just to make sure that we're not missing something. Is it diverse enough in the uh, age? Is it just diverse enough in gender, in ethnicity? So for me, excellence is really making sure that how we cover it and how we execute that coverage is a true reflection of the arts community. Uh, now, uh, we just heard Sam talk about uh, his use of independent journalists. Uh, uh, and I think your work is almost entirely uh, working with independent journalists. Tell me about uh, how you think about that and uh, how different that is than the way this industry worked 20 years ago when, when almost everything would be done by, by staff critics, right? Mm -hmm. If uh, it's a little bit, uh, it's a new, definitely a new world for me, managing people who don't work uh, side by side with me, um, because we have two people in house who cover their beats very well in the areas of theater and music in the freelancing world. I basically have people in the different genres or disciplines but I'm the one making sure that I stay on top of all those beats. So I turn around and look at what's happening in those respective areas. And then I work with those freelancers in uh, executing the stories, getting those done because they're not full timers. They're not sitting there covering the beat for me. So it, I kind of have to drive the train a little bit and guide them. Um, it is takes a lot of planning and juggling of time, both on their and because I'm not their only, um, we're not the only newspaper that they write for. So, yeah, so it, it's a little bit of a, a juggling act to get it done, but somehow it's been working the last uh, few years. Um, more and more, I think um, it's probably where the industry is headed with regard to covering, especially an area of like arts where there are so many very uh, different uh, topics. Yeah, in some ways, uh, I see uh, um, power shifting from these big media organizations uh, away from the big organization and toward the individual creator. Um, uh, you know, where I can write for many publications. And uh, um, uh, Sam, I think you're somebody who's been uh, uh, very good at tapping into the you know, the creative talents that are out there outside the walls of the Union Tribune. How, uh, how do you think about that work? Yeah. And prior to coming here, I spent seven years as a freelancer myself. Uh, so I, I do feel like I can uh, empathize with the world a little bit. Uh, and it's a pretty simple equation to me. Like if we don't use those freelance journalists, there's not a lot of turnover in, in newspaper photojournalism staff jobs because it's a pretty cool job. It's a pretty fun job. So you're looking at the potential of the seven or eight same people holding up the mirror to the community for 10, 20 years. And that's, and that's all the community ever sees is those same people holding it up. So you can build as diverse of a staff as uh, you'd like, and as people with as many, uh, you know, uh, backgrounds from all walks of life, but you're never, it's still going to be the same seven or eight people. And so, uh, yeah, we have been able to tap into a, a pretty uh, incredible wealth of photojournalists 
uh, around the county. The thing that we really sort of look for in them is like, it's great to be a good photographer, but it's even better to be a great journalist. So we're looking for people who have the journalism chops, um, understand uh, understand their communities as well, and can can bring us uh, unique visions of them. Uh, and those 20 or so freelancers that that work with the UT uh, day in and day out do do an incredible job of that. And we're always kind of uh, always kind of looking out of the the corner of our eye for. Uh, who else has a vision that we should be sharing with the world? Who who else has a perspective that um, that kind of meets the the bare minimum of the aesthetics and of the reporting ability that we can we can share that with our readers so that they're seeing different perspectives of the, the world around them? Yeah. So uh, Michael, uh, in listening to Sam, uh, uh, it made me think about something that you, at the very beginning of your comments. You uh, shared, uh, I guess, you know, an implicit criticism of the uh, the legacy of the UT's uh, arts coverage, right? And and do, how much do you think that affect that sort of establishmentarianism uh, of the mainstream media came from having this installed staff, the same voices, you know, for decades? Uh, uh, is, is that what you were getting at? Or maybe say a little more of what you meant, I guess. Um, what I meant was, and I'll be very blunt, um, I, there was an arts section that I looked at when I first arrived here in San Diego, and uh, all the people in it were white male. And I said, why is it that those were the only kinds of people in that particular section? Well, the leadership at most organizations in San Diego were white male and we were covering them from their perspective at their level. So of course that's what we were going to see. It took several years for me to get the staff and the freelancers to really leave that perch, that level. I needed them to be down on the street level, talking to the regular people, the artists, the creative people who make the arts community here in San Diego. Once we did that, we started to see the diversity that I see in my San Diego, in my San Diego arts community. So it took a while to get there. Now, the industry did catch up. Most museums in San Diego are now led by females. Hmm. So that change that that we're going to start to see the, the diversity because things have changed at that level. But we really try to be at the level where the people are, not yeah. where the institutions are. Yeah, in listening to you, though, as part of this conversation, I feel like there is a relationship between the, uh, the, 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 the community establishment, whether it be in the arts or other uh, areas, and the media establishment, these like a well-installed, long-tenured uh, journalist uh, with many advantages to that model, by the way, but that that relationship... Uh, was not uh, necessarily always uh, the healthiest one for the for, for the for the bigger picture. So it's interesting how out of uh, industry disruption, uh, we have found um, found some new way forwards that are turning out to be pretty important. You know, um, uh, I was sharing with with both of you this conversation I had years ago with the creative director of a big magazine where he was trying to explain to me, a newspaper person, how he saw my world is upside down. 
and said in the, in the magazine staff, in the magazine world, or I guess in many magazines, or maybe in his magazine, uh, the high status journalism jobs were from the contributors. Contributing editor is the title that you often see in magazines. Those are the freelancers. And that the staff was really there to facilitate for the freelancers. In the newspaper world, historically, the freelancer is the lower status job. and The staff is the thing that uh, people are really, uh, really aiming for to the point where it's almost seen as a defeat, I think, in newspapers to be relying on freelancers, like somehow this is lesser than. And, uh, you know, I've just never forgot the way he, he expressed it to me years ago, which was, Jeff, do you think there, are, there is more talent within the staff of the Union Tribune or outside the staff of the Union Tribune, meaning the rest of the world, right? His point was, uh, I had a very narrow way of, uh, of, of looking at what we're doing. And I think both of you have, uh, have uh, done an amazing job at networking and knowing. Yeah, I think it's much more demanding from a manager's point of view uh, to work across to the community. And you also see this in our opinion section, right, which uh, uh, for years was the voice of the staff and uh, uh, now is exactly the opposite, right? It's, uh, it's a platform to center the voices of the community with some support and a small voice from the staff. So a pretty big turnaround in, uh, in journalism, I think, that's going on um, and sort of a surprising good thing, I think. So uh, uh, to both of you, congratulations. Uh, uh, remarkable work. Uh, best uh, photo staff in California. It's a pretty big statement. California is a pretty big uh, state. And the uh, best starts and entertainment uh, section in the, in, in, in the nation, although not of the very top-sized uh, papers, right, Michael? Your category was uh, of the, of the uh, second highest. Right. Times, yeah. right? Yes. So the, so the best of the... Of the of the large metros, uh, coming off of several years of being the the best of uh, all papers in California. So, congratulations to you both. Uh, and with that, I will turn it back to you, Luis. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Sam. Remember, you can always find our colleagues' award-winning journalism at San Diego Union Tribune.com. That does it for this special edition of San Diego News Fix. Don't forget to listen to San Diego News Fix with Christy Totten for an in-depth look at local stories making headlines throughout the week. You can find San Diego News Fix wherever you get your podcasts. For everyone at the San Diego Union Tribune, thank you very much for listening and for supporting local journalism. Have a great day, everybody.